0: You'd be surprised how many Nigerians actually have traumatic experience but the culture and the society just makes us strong and gives us a reason to just push those traumatic experience, suppress the emotions and pretend we are okay so that we won't be seen as crazy or weak or are you even sure you're a Nigerian? guys welcome back to a thin line with vivian i am your host vivian if you're a new listener welcome welcome to my podcast a thin line with vivian if you're a returning listener thank you so much guys for your support thank you for the love thank you for the effort you have done in listening to my podcast and to my episode and to those of you who are my friends that always keep sending me messages on whatsapp saying hey i'm seeing what you're doing and i pray god blesses your work, and i pray it grows to become something successful and something you continually love doing thank you so much guys for those encouragements. this is what gets me active this is what makes me sure that i have hope in what i'm doing and it gives me comfort to just sit and talk to you guys and somehow i believe that there are some people not everybody but there are some people out there who are going through the same experiences or the same thoughts as i have or whatever emotions you you may want to share i just make my podcast free fun and something you can always love to come back to and listen so guys if you're new here like i said i also have writes up on medium It's the same name a thin line with vivian different articles on mental health self improvement and parenting It's almost the same as my podcast here although this is just my personal experience with parenting that's the parenting i got from my parents my self-improvement i'm working on myself and my mental health and mental health issues that i have and that my friends have that people share and relate with me that i feel like no one wants to talk about it so yeah i just come online here i am on anchor fm but my podcast is also available on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and of course Spotify. So, guys, don't forget to just leave a good rating for me. It helps a long way. It grows my podcast, and he it brings people all over the world to the podcast a thin line with vivian and don't forget to leave a love also if you're listening from spotify whatever platform you're listening wherever i've made my podcast available thank you so much guys today we are going to be talking about nigerians and trauma friends and entitlement, and of course parents and expectations so yeah it's going to be an interesting one and it's going to be a genuine honest conversation mostly from my experience and i'm going to also leave the lines open don't forget to send in your voice messages guys don't be a stranger if you're listening if you have a lot to say there is a link below or above for you to send in your voice messages and I can play it on the podcast and we could help each other. I want to hear your opinions, like I just don't want to be the only one saying something. Like I said, this podcast is like a journal. I say my own and you say your own and together we hope that we can get people out there who are scared to talk about their issues, to actually feel the freedom to express themselves and to have listening ears of supporters and people who are here to help them so yes guys let's get into the topic today thank you so much for listening Mm -hmm. yes guys like it's been a wonderful couple of days for me it's been as always there are some of my days that i feel so much emotions i'm overwhelmed with feelings and i'm trying to control or filter the kind of feelings i have as a person i'm trying to work on my energies i'm very cautious about the kind of energies that I have around me from my friends from strangers even from myself like this is my own resolution it's not like a new year resolution or a new me no this is for my personal mental health because I believe it's what it's I believe I want a better and healthier future for myself and for I believe by God's grace I'm going to have a family and I don't want to come into someone's energy unhealthy there's this saying that come healthy or don't come at all and I want somebody who is healthy and for me to want someone who is healthy I believe I have to also work on my own mental health and work on my own personalities and not just say okay because I'm a Gemini or because I have these ISTJ personalities or because I am straight that that gives me a reason to behave in a toxic manner no I'm trying to drop the toxic behaviors In my parents generation because different human beings I mean like the Bible tells us that children are a gift so I believe that I was given to my parents my mom did her best my father did not even put in effort but I'm not going to feel frustrated or angry with his parenting skills no that's just it shows a lot about how he he was also parented so if he couldn't do his best for me I'm going to do my best for my husband by God's grace and for my kids so I am my own encouragement this is not the era for me to wait and let someone come into my energy and be like okay let me teach you what to do or let me tell you how it's done I take my time to watch a lot of self-help videos, listen, listen to a lot of self-help com- confessions and conversations. I read books, financial books, travel books. I read articles on Medium also and I watch like lovely YouTubers that I am um, subscribed to live their lives as a couple, as an individual and I put it at the back of my head and in front of my visions that this is going to be me someday so I'm walking ahead and i'm doing things i'm putting things in place so that when the time comes i know that i have worked for this and i deserve it so yes guys it's just time for us to have more positive energy because don't forget this is an era where like they say the gen z's where you have to be careful you have to work on eggshells because different sexualities are free to roam about now and you can't just go about saying how you feel like but i'm on the opposing side i'm very sorry like i'm somebody that i feel like if i see something that i don't like i'm going to say it. it's not my fault that people have traumas and they refuse to go through the process of getting help or therapy or talking to someone and just hide behind the community and say oh I'm gay oh I'm, I'm queer oh I'm bisexual and all these things and behind they are not confident enough to be in a simple simple conversations because they believe that whatever someone is going to say the person is going to be judgmental that means you still have unhealed trauma there is no need run into a community when you yourself you're not a safe individual you don't have a safe space for yourself it means outside your community you're still unhealthy you're still lonely you're still sad so what's the community for it's just a bunch of people bringing in toxic characters without actually seeking help if you have a different opinion don't be scared i'd like to hear your opinion is a middle grounds and open spectrum so this is my opinion if it's offensive to you well I am my own person and I'm not made up of the Gen Z generation I actually have my own opinion and if I don't dare to make you angry I cannot be honest I think there is a philosopher that said that that said that sorry but I'm going to check back and probably one day I'll be able to just give you guys the things i listen to share the books i read and the people who have helped my life but until then i mean it's not like a self-help talk alone i've been thinking guys i've been thinking like as a nigerian we go about feeling tough giving people false and toxic positivity positivity because we don't want to be seen as Oibo we don't want to see uh, ourselves as okay this person are just according to how Nigerians put it not just a we don't want to be seen as too soft for the society I mean we have states that if you're not crazy you might even find yourself abducted or missing in such states like, for example, Lagos. For example, Harcourt, For example, I don't know about Benin City, but I've heard that Benin is not a place for <laughs> the ordinary minds. If you're not strong in Benin, better go and stay in Ibom where you can, you can at least hide in the midst of the term. It's a quiet state, but yet again, it's a boring place. Honestly, guys, if you're thinking of coming to Ibom, it should be that you're thinking of retiring from a mental state like if you're tired of Lagos and you've made a lot of money then you can come to Acquire Boom because it's quiet and you can probably just enjoy your money here but if you are thinking of moving to Acquire Boom for financial benefits and to upgrade your lifestyle my dear I'd advise you to just make a U-turn try Abuja okay just try try Abuja first if you're tired of Lagos try Abuja if Abuja does not work try Ibadan if Ibadan does not work, then just just get a visa and, and go to another country, my dear. We've tried for you. Like, I can't tell you go to Oweri because <laughs> I've been to Owerri and the keke I entered almost sunk in what they call this like the quicksand. And you know it's raining season. Yes, guys, it's raining season. Like now it's either it's too sunny or it rains throughout the day. The weather is cold in the morning. You just have a wonderful sleep during the night time because it's either drizzling or it's windy so we're having like a wonderful weather it's just like these days you have to really plan and you have to have your ancestors tell you that okay my child you can dry clothes now because if you don't have the backing of your ancestors my dear that clothes will be outside for like three days because when you dry it it rains you take it back inside your house will be smelling you take it back again outside in the morning and the rain is like who told you i was done my dear better go outside and pick up that clothes because i never remember telling you that okay it's today that i'm not going to come so you end up drying clothes for like three to four days i remember when i was in school and the compound i stayed in was like we had a lot of students living there with us also so it's not like when you wash you have a rope to yourself no you're sharing the rope with like if not 19 or 20 or that different students some people even stay two in one room or three somebody is squatting with someone so if you're not fast enough to wash you wake up and you feel like you're in a dry cleaners club because everybody's clothes is outside their sheets any small place that has a rope somebody will just say okay i'm washing my belt today so i'm going to dry it if you're not happy about it you can drop out from school or you can move to a new compound and you'll be surprised that when you say okay these people's clothes will dry today that plan fails during raining season it's not in this nigeria because if that clothes does not dry somebody is bold enough to keep that clothes to the next morning or somebody will come as early as when you say okay let me wake up and wash my own the person just heard your door open the person is like okay thank god somebody has come out in case there's an arm robber outside the person will not just carry only me and people start drying clothes and you find out that you don't have any other place to dry your clothes but i digress back to the topic i feel like in nigeria as a nigerian we are aware of the kind of children we have raised the kind of men and women we have walking around when we hear or see reports of violent abuse being done to someone i remember was it three years ago There was a trending video on YouTube about a youth youth pastor who beat up and physically and mentally abused his wife. And the video consists of his son there in the parlor with his wife and himself. I don't even know how they got a phone to record such abuse. But I remember seeing the wife so scared almost reaching the door and her husband dragging her back and in the end using an iron to hit his wife. And somehow this man is a youth pastor. Somehow this man was somebody that might have been adored by a couple of females in the church. Some people will even look at him and say, please help me train my son. I really admire you. And women will be like, that's the person I would like my daughter to marry. That's a good Christian. But we don't know that this person had so much of a manipulating facade that it was when it was time for the grace of God to expose the kind of man we see as an admirable character that we all saw a monster who was hiding behind the sheep clothing of a youth pastor or is it the abusive father who continually slapped his son because his son had an F or failed in a prestigious and expensive school for Christ's sake you can't tell me that anybody pushed you to put your son in a prestigious school aside from that they were very many reasons why we saw that this is an unhealthy parenting i don't know if the man is a nigerian if i'm not correct please feel free to correct me where he had a woman who was recording and you continually saw this man slapping his son seeing hitting your child as a means of correction yes we will say spare the rod and spoil the child but uh -uh. you cannot identify the difference between a son and a slave besides i think there's a place that the bible says if you who are wicked souls can feed your children and give them gifts how much more me the father but i digress again you saw that your child had failed other courses other subjects but he had an a in wasn't music or literature but you didn't center on the fact that okay if the school is too expensive but then again my son is passing in this particular area Why don't I encourage him? Why can't I use my money? Why can't I use my influence and put him in a school that he's actually going to grow to become something I'm thankful for? Rather than slap him continuously, regret the fact that you paid the school fees, make a resentful child out of your son, make somebody who wishes that you were never their father, someone who will be proud to hear that you are dead. I mean, and you have beside you, people are contemplating, this cannot be this man's wife. It cannot be the young guy's mother because your mother, except your mother is mentally deranged or she has the associative personality disorder that she will see your father slapping you like that continuously and she does not even get by your side or try to fight up fights off your father and something all she says is no no and she videos it and the thing becomes like a trending video the family is is messed up I mean whoever the person was his aunt or his mom is even more scarier when we think about it and we are like that's actually the person that gave birth to him that's a scary thing back to my country Nigeria these days like you have to really be conscious and self-aware of the kind of energies you bring around you. I mean, you have friends who pose off as friends, but feel they are entitled to even as as little as your speech, how much more they are entitled to the air you breathe every day. And these friends, you always hear them saying, I have a friend that says, I'm not somebody that is is, is big on entitlement. I'm not somebody that forces people to not say what they want to say. But whenever you try to give her reasons that, okay, you say you're not somebody that is big on entitlement, but these are the situations that you have been entitled to my speech. These are the situations that where I want to give my opinion, you clap back with so much anger, you clap back with so much narcissistic personality disorder, and you don't take corrections. You're rather somebody that forces superiority, but beside that, you still believe that you're a good friend. You're someone that has a huge facade about the kind of life you lead whenever you meet someone who is influential you tend to give them a new personality that you created for them you tend to be loving you give them wine before they come into your house you're like let's clean up the house and everything but the only people who know you and who know you for the monstrous character that you have and refuse to change are the people that you lord over the people that you want them to know that I don't want you to see me as a weak person so I'm trying to make sure that I can put you beneath me I can belittle you and it's so hard that if you if you see it in the in the face of oh this is my friend and you don't see it as this is my friend how does this friend make me feel whenever I'm around my friend excuse me how do I feel do I feel like I have a friend beside me or I feel like I have someone who is using me as a coping mechanism for whatever trauma and whatever disorder they have does your friend let you have your own opinion if you saw something in the markets and you're like oh I like this orange wristband does your friend say something like well I prefer the red one and besides I know where they sell expensive things I mean I don't know why you like something cheap on the road does your opinion matter does your friend make you push aside your opinion if you had someone who told you while you were working with your friend that hey can i speak to you you are attractive and your friend is like i'm not stopping on the road for you to talk to anybody oh. how can i be talking to that guy that guy is so beneath you but when it's your friend's turn and someone is like hey can i speak to you that is your friend your friend will tell you wait for me let me talk to him let me talk to this guy hey follow me to this place this guy says let's go out and you just want to go home and just have a wonderful time with yourself at home but your friend says babe follow me here now let's go to this place babe please now and you find yourself saying yes to your friend yes to your friend's activities yes to your friend's opinion and no to yourself no to your mental health no to your own opinion no to even the simplest things as admiration from people because you're trying to please your friend if you're in this situation that's not friendship dear that's not friendship there's every reason to find so many red flags in that human being let's say you leave this your friend let's say you tell your friend i need space does your friend go about telling people that besides you are not even more of a friend to her because You didn't know your left from right does your friend say something that belittles you do people come and meet you and be like i'm surprised this person is your friend you don't have the same character this person is is too it's too sad and it's too dark for you to be friends with but you find yourself saying yes this person is my friend yes it's one thing to have somebody's back and be like it's my friend i'm going to be loyal to you but i believe if loyalty costs you your own identity if loyalty costs you your own personality, if loyalty costs you your friendship and your identity in, in the midst of other people. If you find yourself having people tell you that I don't believe this person is your friend, you people are totally different beings. Then that is the universe telling you that you can do better on your own or you can leave that friend. And find yourself friends who protect your mental health friends who prioritize you just as you prioritize them friends who are positive friends who don't just let you admire their their confidence but also let you work on your own confidence and they give you the means and the air to say what you really want to say. I don't see friendship if it's something that I know that I'm into comfortable clothes i'm into clothes that means okay stay at home or i'm into clothes that makes me exquisite and gives me high taste and i feel so lovely and yet my friend is into something that is too waywardly but because i don't want to seem judgmental I've, i've heard people say stupid things like i don't drink but my friend called me to drink outside and she knows i don't drink beer but i just had to drink one bottle because of her that's a very sad life to live you don't do something were not raised to do that thing if your parents couldn't force you how much more is a friend i think i i have a video on from jubilee on youtube where they um i I think no i don't think it's jubilee i think it's a tiktok youtuber he uploads tiktok videos that he likes and one of the videos said "Eh, tell me something your therapist said to you that changed your whole life And one girl said, her therapist said, because someone gives you a reason as to why they are treated this way or why they act this way, does not mean it's the best way for you to be treated. Because your friend says she's comfortable in short clothes, whereas you know that she's not comfortable, but she cannot have so much self-esteem in herself so she'd rather dress the both of you in a wayward way and lead you to her own waywardness and condemnation because she's comfortable belittling you so that when she's going down the drain she says okay at least i drag this person with me and i know that this person is not better than me because this person was not strong enough to lead a life of her own because someone likes abusive males because someone dates cultists Because someone dates somebody who is used to beating her while she gets the material things that she wants does not mean it's the kind of life you were born to live. You don't go about walking in people's shadow. Because if you were meant to walk in someone's shadow, then God will not have so many human beings with human bodies. He will have a couple of human bodies and a couple of shadows walking around looking for bodies. That's not how life is. We each are our own different beings. We each have our own perspective. Yes, we may be in the midst of culture. But culture is also made up by people and made up of people. Nobody should force you to have a personality that you don't want. You did a nice thing by being friends with someone. But if someone feels challenged, if someone feels provoked, if someone feels offended by your personality, if someone feels upset by your independent nature, if someone feels annoyed by your confidence and your your self-esteem and the fact that you can validate yourself without seeking validations from others, that's a red flag and that is that person's problem, not yours. I will not have a friendship that is built on entitlement of which the person is entitled to my space, but I am not entitled to the person's space and my opinions are not valid. You can take that friendship to the market and if it sells, then that person can go about selling different products that are not used by people people use people these days to cover up the fact that they are sad i don't know how much i'm going to express the fact that what we need now is not different sexualities we don't need walking on eggshells what we need is to accept the fact that we need therapy in this generation than therapy was ever needed in any generation These days you find people saying, oh, this video is supported or sponsored by BetterHelp. You find therapy struggling to be known because people just would rather hide. The more we hide, the more we absorb bad characters, the more we keep quiet to people with mental health and traumatic experience, is the scarier the generation becomes. How much more are parents... I think life is supposed to go if you take care of me as a parent, then it is my own love and out of my own kindness and abundance that you have poured into me that I am also to take care of you. And from a family of my mother did all for me. Until this day, I am most grateful to the fact that she was strong for me. My father was not even there. My father left for years and after i lost my mother i don't know for the grace but i felt i felt like and i do feel like i'm a good person because out of the kindness of my heart i went in search of my father with my younger brother who is autistic but i say that story is for another day you know you were not there in your children's life you hardly you don't even call your children your children are the ones that pick up their phone and call you and whenever they call you that day you're like oh how are you i missed you it's been long i saw you your speech does not match your actions after that call if your kids don't call you for as long as a year you don't even care to call but the very moment you find yourself in a critical condition the very moment where death knocks at your door you call your kids and you're like i'm in the hospital did not said that you should please come and visit me tomorrow I don't know what's going to happen to me you are scared of dying but you're not scared that you could not pass on love you could not pass on kindness you could not pass on companionship how much more parenting to your children but yet again you feel like you expect kindness from your children Your children don't even like the fact that you're the father they came out from but yet when you're scared When you feel alone is when you seek the companionship and the presence of your children. Two days ago, I had a self-realization moment after I had an encounter with my father and he gave me this sense of, I may not look for you, I may not need you, but I demand that when I'm in a critical condition, your presence should be there and i was tired of that because i've lived that my whole life after i found my dad and i realized that i was better off not finding this man after i came in touch and in understanding to the kind of character and personality he has i avoided him but most of times god still reminds me that you're a kind person you're different from this man no matter how much his generation or the generation before him might have tortured his mindset it stops with you it stops with you and your brother you don't pass on that kind of thing to the next generation i refuse to let my children see me as a mother that wasn't there i refuse to pass on trauma and mental health to my children because they are gifts to me they will be gifts to me and they deserve a wonderful life it doesn't matter if my father was not parented correctly by my grandfather of who i don't know But your grandfather is a different person on his own. If someone leaves you and you find out that you can identify with yourself as an adult, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your future, you owe it to the children. I mean, for Christ's sake, the sperm that you let out in a woman to give them a wonderful life. A life where you can look at your progress, your efforts and be thankful for the fact that you are alive or you used your human existence in a wonderful way. I end up calling him by myself and he pretends he's a manipulator he has this I've missed you everything I create is for you sometimes children don't need what you create they just need your presence if anybody needed what you create then after you've created something you should die there's no point living to control those stuffs you can even die as early as when your child is one month old after you've created a fortune for your child but that's not how life is there's something to pass on is something to be remembered for that's why children come and they look like their father either physically or morally so after he has done all these fake promises and whatever after that call drops he doesn't call you don't put in effort the same children you are promising heaven and earth you don't put in effort but the little time last week he found himself bleeding through the nose and he was taken to the hospital by a stranger because he had none of his children around him. He called me because he could not call all that that children that he had because none of them wanted to have anything to do with a depressed, dark, manipulating man as a father. And I picked up because I still tell myself I am a kind person. I tell myself that I am different from whoever i came out from and i lead the life i want and i say to myself every day that i have decided to lead a life of godliness i'm not saying i'm perfect of course i have sins that i have sinned but those sins will not push me away from god and from his promises that his thoughts towards me are of good and not of evil and of course it will give me a future and an expected end so I picked up the call around 2.30am, which was in the middle of the night, to somebody who was crying, telling me that the nurse said that, please, I should she should call his daughter to come to the hospital, that I should not be scared. Vivian, don't be scared. Nothing is happening to me. Just come. And I, I came to the hospital. I told him, okay, I'll come to the hospital in the morning. I came to the hospital by nine o'clock, although I battled with myself because I was surprised that he didn't call me to tell me, oh. I know i've done wrong to you and your brothers and to you and your mother and to your mother's family i know i've not been there for you i'm calling you to tell you that i am a changed man no he called me when he felt he was dying so i went to the hospital i saw him in the end it was just a complication from the drug he took he has diabetes in your wickedness they are punishment for it he's battling with diabetes Because he has led a a materialistic life for himself and for no one else, even for his blood. So now he's living a natural punishment, a disease for himself. So mistakenly, he took some injections that didn't work well with his body and he was bleeding from his nose. they found a way to control it and the diabetes spiked up and his blood pressure spiked up and everything so when i saw him that day he started crying he was like oh i hope i was not scared that nothing happened to him and anything me i was like you should even be grateful that i found myself here because i battled with leaving my house to come and see you because you didn't call me to ask me about my brother you didn't call me to ask me how my life is you called me when you felt alone We've been feeling alone for how long? even when we remembered you, you taught us how to feel alone that we felt we found companionship in ourselves. Forgive me guys. I'm just emotional right now. but I'm strong because I am strong and only a strong person can say that they are strong so when I saw him to show you how critical the condition was we couldn't even communicate he just asked me one or two questions and I answered in straight answers and we found so much silence in the hospital room in the room he was awarded or given until his friends came And they told him that, uh, you know, when people are so used to living a fake life, like I earlier said, for their friends, I'm sure his friends could swear that this man is a perfect father. Because whenever his friends came, he never failed to mention that he's so grateful for this, his daughter. He's so thankful that his, his daughter is alive, that when he was just there bleeding, all he thought about was this, his daughter. And he started crying. But the daughter he has, I knew the father I had. Or the father I have. I knew that this was somebody who was fake. I knew that this was somebody who wanted sympathy from others. But once they leave that room, this is somebody who is comfortable going back to his manipulative ways. He wants to show them that I'm nothing without my children. But when they leave, he shows his children that I am nothing with you people. And I am something on my own so have your own life and I have my own life but don't forget to check up on me when I'm dying that's not how life is if you take care of someone it's a quick pro quo that's something for something your children take care of you so after I visited him I left the hospital I kept on calling him and at some point he told me that ah um, Vivian, be you come to the house that they are going to cook rice and stew because I'm somebody that growing up, I love rice very much, any form of rice. I love rice, fried rice, as far as is rice. They are going to cook rice and stew and chicken. That's another thing, and that's like my weak point. That I hope you come, but this man did not realize that I may love rice and stew, but I love my future better. I may love chicken. But I'm obsessed about my mental health than about the bribery people give me to drag me back into toxic relationships so I told him that I will try and see if I can come and when I go home I battled with myself I spoke to myself and I said you know your father whenever you go back there he starts manipulating you he starts using you to gather publicity from his friends You people don't have conversations on your own you don't have intimate moments or time to talk about what is bothering you and he does not apologize for his characters he rather calls all his friends that oh my daughter is here and he fakes a personality that is not his identity So he calls this one and be like, I have five children and I take care of them. Meanwhile, he doesn't have a dime in your future. He doesn't have a dime in your school fees. He doesn't have a dime in how you grew up. But he just wants his friend to see him also as a father. He's not comfortable with with the fact that if his friends are wonderful men to their families, he is not a father or a wonderful man to anybody from his family he's so bad that even his own immediate family his brothers and sisters they don't talk to him you've accumulated so much darkness but you refuse to change it's not the first time it's not the 10th time i've seen this character in my father so i said no i'm not going i've tried i've put him over myself and he has not changed I've come to visit him, even when he was the hospital. He was in the hospital, and he has not changed. I choose myself at this point. I've shown my kindness. I've shown my my daughterly love. I've shown my human nature by going to see you and by thanking God that you are not dead, irrespective of the fact that inside of me wishes you were dead. So I sent him a message because I could not call him because it will be an argument back and forth of which you feel like I I don't want to be around him which honestly I really don't want to be around him so currently I'm trying to process my clearance for NYSE if you've listened to my previous episode on this podcast I told you guys that NYSE is a one-year program you have to do in Nigeria before you get a job you have to serve your country so I sent him a message that said that I'm currently trying to do my clearance And i'm trying to move my future for the betterment of myself and for my brother and i cannot come and see him but i'm grateful for the fact that nothing happened to him in the hospital and i know that by god's grace nothing will happen to him except if it's god that says something should happen to him with this i told him that i can't come i won't come i'm trying to save my mental health there are some i even wrote to this man in that text message that There are so many emotions that I have suppressed. And for the sake of my mental health, I want to push my future forward and start earning, start living a better life and protect and do more to protect my mental health. And I hope he can understand. And I told him that, oh, my younger brother and I are wishing him well. He has other children from people that are not not from my mother, but that's none of our business. You would think that for somebody who is a father, for somebody who didn't think about their self, for somebody who was not self-centered, a normal father would call you and be like, you don't want to see me. That tears you were crying for your friends. You would have cried for your child, come and see me. It has been long. Okay, this hospital uh, uh, experience has made me want my children more and has made me choose to live a life that is different from the life I have lived. My father replied, it's okay not one call till today which is like two days ago or three days ago not one call apart from that, it's okay text not anything about how is your brother to show you that this person was trying to draw me back to manipulation and feeling pain of the fact that this person is alive but now i told him that from where i am i have forgiven you But my forgiveness is safer if I'm not around you. Because if I'm around you, I would have preferred if it was my mother who was alive and you were dead. So I I made a recording of myself two days ago. And I just poured out my mind. I made affirmations for myself. And I told myself continuously that I am kind, I am loved, I am blessed. And I choose myself over any other person. And I'm sorry if anybody is going to be upset with the fact that I will say yes to myself more and no to people. If I'm not comfortable with your opinions about me, I will let it out and I will tell you. If I'm not comfortable with the situations around me, I'm willing to put in the effort and do the work to change it. I'm going to be more observant, more inquisitive to learn about the betterment of my mental health. If I as much as sense any toxic traits or red flag in anybody, be you a male or a female, I cut you off. For Christ's sake, I have a, a, a family member which is my dad, whom I have observed the ways of a manipulator from. If I as much as sense a manipulator in any human being, I cut you off. there is no there is no opportunity for you to apologize or promise to change. I cut you off and I walk away. Nobody's dragging my space with me. If I cannot make my opinions known to someone, nobody can make their opinions known to me either. If you don't prioritize me, if you're not kind to me, I will not be kind to you and I will not prioritize you. If you seek to know more about me, then I'll care to know more about you. But if you make the conversation or the friendship a sense of pride something that i'm struggling to meet you something that i'm not comfortable to talk to you about or something that i feel like when i say something you bring up a worst scenario or a longer story to make yourself self-important over me i cut you off Maybe this is the era where you have to walk on eggshells with people because the lgbt don't want you to call them lgbt because they'll feel like you have an issue with them is an era where you want to have a conversation with someone they'll call you judgmental guess what? It's also my own era where if i feel your safe is in your space is insecure for me i cut you off if you feel i'm rude to you that means you have to check yourself because i was rude to you because something in you came across to me as rude i will walk towards people who are kinder if not kind I'm sorry for my for my English I will have friends who are sincere there are people who we find us as, as too confident and too rude but yet you're so comfortable coming to this person to speak your mind because outside of the fact that these people appear confident and rude they are the kindest people inside a therapist, Dr. Ramani Dr. on YouTube, MedSec, who said she is weary of people who are too charming, and that is the truth. If someone comes across as too charming, too loving, too friendly, all those love-bombing, check them within. If you take your time to know those people, they are monsters within. They are sociopaths, they are psychopaths, they are narcissistic. They have low self-esteem. They force superiority and they force authority. So they come across to people with a new personality and perception of charming and warm. Meanwhile, they are as wicked and as dark as, if not more than, Satan himself. Confident people are scary because you cannot take the confidence that they've built in themselves. They don't need your validation. Their validations are from inside of themselves. That's why they are so kind enough to be truthful and confident. And they dare to offend you so that they can be honest with you. So guys, I don't want to make this episode long. I really appreciate you guys for being there for me. And if you're new here, welcome once again as I end the episode to all my returning listeners thank you so much for being by my side I know I normally have a closing um, theme of reading one of my medium articles but I'm I've decided not to be reading it anymore if you care that much about my medium articles the link is in the bio description which is above so just check it out on medium it's a thin line with Vivian on medium I don't forget to send in your voice messages I'd really appreciate them and I'd really play them. And if you have a collaboration for mental health, for parenting, self-improvement, that you need someone or you would like me to also be included in your podcast or in the article writings or whatever it may be, you can email me at a thin line with Vivian at gmail.com. So thank you so much guys for listening. I sincerely and honestly appreciate it and choose you remember as many yes to give you people to people is as many no's you have given to yourself dare to offend speak your mind speaking your mind does not mean you have to be rude about it you can be kind and confident this is my opinion about something i'm not going to insult you but i'd like to have my own opinion you say your opinion and if it's not needed you move on there's so many human beings created every day for you to find a new friend in someone who is understanding there's no reason for you to be stuck to someone if it means you're dying a fast death so once again guys until next time on a thin line with vivian peace